Before we get started here, Iowa Post Game with Coach Gary Close. I want to thank our sponsor, Brad Van Meter, and his State Farm team down in Des Moines. Call Brad for an opportunity at saving lots of money on auto insurance. Perhaps it's your renter's policy or even um, maybe it's life insurance. Talk to Brad about how he and his team can help you save money and get great coverage from a team that will care about you and your family's needs. Give Brad a call. He's down in Des Moines. Give him a call at 515-256-6480. That's 515-256-6480. Or visit his website. It's www.bradvanmeter.com. And as always, want to thank Iowa Smokehouse. Tasting is believing with their uh, beef jerky, their meat sticks, their steak bites, even their ketchups and barbecue sauces. You'll never need to look elsewhere for game day snacking or snacking on any day. I know for me, I really get into snacking uh, once the NFL playoffs start, and uh, we're there, folks. We're entering postseason play, and, uh, of course, bowl games are underway. Lots of bowl games today, in addition to all the college basketball. Visit iowasmokehouse.com and use the code HAWKEYES for 15% off your order, and if you put in a $50 order, you'll get free shipping, courtesy of Iowa Smokehouse. Thank you to Iowa Smokehouse for sponsoring the show. With that being said, we welcome in Coach Gary Close to the show. Corey. Gary, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Today was a, a good little day bit for of all a, kind of fans. Yeah, good good day. Uh, comfortable, two comfortable wins. And I know I enjoyed myself some college football. There was some really good college basketball games. The Big Ten had a decent day because there were a couple of wins for this conference that they needed. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that a little bit. I'm talking about the men's game specifically, but couple wins at the top of the conference desperately needed, but uh, lots to get to uh, Iowa. And we'll start with, um, of course, the men, which we uh, we channel you in here for the men. We're kind of doing a joint dual postgame show this evening because of the uh, the doubleheader. But um, this was a, a bounce back win that was desperately needed. Jeff Settles talked about it during the broadcast. That's not a very good Florida A&M team. I don't think we need to try to fool people into thinking that they are. But um, you've been on the other side of losing streaks. So when your team is sort of reeling and you got some time off, how important is it for you to come out of the gates strong to start that next game? Yeah, you want to, you know, you want to start feeling good about yourself. You know, you're, you're, you've struggled and, and uh, confidence might be a little, little waning and, and uh, you never know how uh, teams are going to react coming off of final exams and things like that. So I think taking everything into consideration, it was a, it was a good performance by Iowa against a team that's not very good, but you don't want to schedule a team that's real good when you're, you know, when your practice are just jointed and uh, with final exams and things like that. So it's a step in the right direction. They, you know, they've got ways to go yet, but it's, uh, I'm sure they feel a lot better about themselves than they did a week ago. I'll just share one thing I said to you in a, in a text message toward the beginning of the game. And I've expressed this before on the air, but you know, it's a little bit frustrating having grown up in central Iowa when you see games down at the well, it'd be nice to see games that are competitive, um, games against good teams, opportunity for neutral court wins. It's interesting that someone brought it to my attention. If you're looking at the net, as the net currently stands, the net rankings, there are going to be very few opportunities for home quad one wins from here on out. There just aren't enough teams in the Big Ten that uh, qualify. So it'd be nice to get a you know and have an opportunity at one. They didn't have an opportunity at one today. This is this is a terrible team they're playing. And no offense to Florida A and M, they uh, they have been bad for a while and they're trying to rebuild things and of course use the portal. A lot of uh, 
mid-majors. I don't even know. If, would you call them? A, are they considered a mid-major, Gary? Probably yeah, a mid to low, and they, they played no points low. low. <laughs> yeah. They played a good schedule. I mean, they talked about it. They played Florida, and yeah. I think they played – now, I don't know if that was a mistake, but was it Jess or was it his partner that said that Oregon traveled out there and played at Florida A&M? That was said during the broadcast. Yeah, that's a little surprising, but maybe uh, you know, maybe they had another game out there too and wanted to get get, a, get an extra game while they're flying all the way out, get an extra win while they're flying out there. So, <laughs> that would be a strange game to schedule, but uh, yeah, it would be. It would. Anyways, be. my point is, uh, I'm wondering, Gary. Now, in hindsight, we've seen this team struggle over the last couple of weeks. I'm talking about Iowa. We always talk about Fran building his schedules to his teams. Is it possible that, you know, this is a type of game where maybe Iowa wasn't forced to schedule a low to mid-major team, but, you know, it's one of those things where Fran realized, hey, we need to build some wins in December because he may have seen this tough stretch that this young team was going to face. I don't think there's any doubt. I think that combined with the fact that they're coming off finals, you just, trust me, and finals week is is a mess. You know, you got guys got tests all different times, and, you know, one day of practice, you got five guys, next day you got four, and, and they want to get out and study, and it's just it's very disjointed. So you you got to be careful. We've seen it already this week with uh, you know Northwestern. I think it's a good example. I, I can almost guarantee you they were coming off of finals, and uh, you know that's a decent team they play, but they lose at home because uh, they don't play very well. So this is a weird time of the year to play. So you got to be careful who you who you schedule. Well, and you might be you you might be uh, kind of being kind to Northwestern. I don't know that Chicago State has ever been a decent team. Are they better this year? Uh, they had beaten somebody else, I think. But, no, I don't think they're great. No. But, they're typically um, pretty bad. Yeah. But they um, – I saw a fair amount of that game, and they um, they, had a, they had a couple of players there that are fairly decent. So um, – but, uh, you know, Northwestern had chances to win, didn't do it. So it was – it's a that's a – I think it was their first home game in 40-some years where they'd been ranked, and that lasted literally one game. So got to be careful. So before we delve into the stats, and we're going to kind of first talk about the men because that was the the first game in the schedule, and I know that's the one, Gary, you're more so invested in. Of course, having been a former assistant coach on the staff back in the day under under, uh, Dr. Tom, I want to ask you about the well. How often did, did you get to coach at Wells Fargo Arena, I'm assuming, at some point during your tenure? Um, we played Drake at the, um, the old veterans Coliseum, oh. right? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now that was back in the day where we played Drake every other year at their place. And we played Northern Iowa every, every other year at their place. Um, okay. and we had some battles with, with both teams. Um, I believe I did coach a high school game at Wells Fargo. Was that when you were at Regina? Yeah. Yeah, a state uh, tournament game, I believe so. But as as a coach at Iowa, I don't think I ever played there. Got to get those seats, those ugly red seats updated. <laughs> just, <laughs> it makes the arena look so old. How long has that arena been there? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Doug is signaling in the chat. He's saying, I think, 20 years. Okay. Something like that. I don't know. We'll get him. We'll get him on here. 70 years? <laughs> What's Doug saying? <laughs> Doug, just join us real quick, Doug. We'll we'll bring you back. But how many years is Wells Fargo? Two thousand seven. Oh, two thousand seven. And the Nap Center well, opened in ninety two, and it and the Vets Auditorium was home uh, arena from nineteen fifty five to nineteen ninety seven for the Drake Bulldogs. Or two nineteen ninety seven. 
uh, Wells Fargo was built in 2007. Yes. So I've I been alive there. since I've been alive since 96, Doug, and I don't remember it being built. That's insane to me. I, I thought it was I thought it existed in the 90s. Why are the chairs so 80s? The chairs look like 80s. Iowa. We're, we're 20 we're by the time. No, uh, you know, uh, right, you know, I used to play uh Drake home and away in one season. You can look it up in the 70s. They used to do it. I, I can't probably believe it. I can believe that. And Drake was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. was really good. Yeah. Play, home and away against Drake in the same season. Vets was the bar. Yeah. Because Kirk played, the, Kirk Warner played there in the 90s uh, right. for the Arena Bowl. And, yeah. Yep. And uh, I remember, I remember Vets uh, quite well. Yeah, and, uh, I do too. I do too. But it, man, you talk about antiquated. Have you been in the new? No, I don't want to segue. Have you? Have either of you been to what Vets no, is? No, I don't think I have. I might have gone to a uh, Iowa G League game. I I had uh, season tickets for the uh, Energy at one point. Yeah, I think I did too. I think I went to one no, game. No. I'm not talking. I'm not oh, asking. The new Vets, the the the, the ballroom in place or whatever. Yes, the ballroom. Uh, yeah. I walked through there when uh, the U and I. Iowa, when they had the classic, Hy-Vee Classic, the four teams, I walked in there. They had stuff for each of the four teams. And, very nice. It's yeah. Very nice. It's not a. It's obviously not a, a sports venue now, but they have concerts and other events there now, and it's it's well, very nice. That was one of the agreements uh, with the company that that they would keep vets and make that um, the Hall of Fame or the sports thing down there, the Hy-Vee mm-hmm. Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, they would yeah. keep vets there. That was one of the agreements of making that new arena was that they would uh, have uh, keep vets there. And it doesn't make sense to have two arenas. So they made it into a ballroom. Doug, I'm going to bring you right back. I'll bring you right back here in a second. Way so, to go, Doug. Uh, yeah. Good information. He's an Iowa guy. I knew he'd know the answer to that. So let me just kind of run through the stat sheet uh, real quick. Iowa again with dominant victory. And this was a, a, I don't know if it was what, just what the doctor ordered. You know, I don't, I've never been in this situation, Gary. I asked you about coming off a, a losing streak. Would you rather be able to play a good team to get off the schneid with the risk of maybe losing another, or would you rather just be able to have a beat down on someone? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it depends on where you're at. If you're, if you're struggling and as we mentioned the time of the, the time of the season, it's not all bad to, you know, you get, everybody gets a chance to play and, and uh, so it's not all bad. They know they got to get better and, and they're going to be harder teams ahead. So you, you, you're, you're always going to have a few of those on your schedule, and this is probably the right time to have it. A couple observations real quick, and I do this a lot with Coach Patterson. I haven't done it as much with our show, so I should probably do that. Bryce Sanford is in a funk, isn't he? A little bit. Like, he yeah. just can't make anything right now. And I, heading into the season, I remember saying, like, and again, I'd never seen him at Big Ten level. You watch him in high school. But I remember thinking he might be the fre- the biggest contributor of this freshman class because of his ability to shoot. He seems to have no confidence, and he it looks lost out there right now at times. I think I think it is a confidence thing, and and shooting it really, it really affects your shooting. So hopefully, um, you know, he can shoot his way out of that because he's he, he's he, he's got some ability. Uh, but I agree. I think his confidence is down. Maybe number twenty four is just not the number to wear because Gabby <laughs> Marshall struggled from three yeah, all year and change that number. Yeah, Price Sanford <laughs> struggling one of five today for Price. Had three points. Still getting played, though. I, I give kudos to Fran because the team is struggling, and I don't know if you know what other options he would consider in place of the 13 minutes that a guy like Price is logging, but I'll give Fran credit for this. He doesn't give up on his guys. 
True. And he lets them, especially as shooters, he lets them shoot out of it. And, you know, what else are you going to do in certain situations? That's what Price is really good at. That's what well, he, can, he can very well see him shooting real well in practice. And, you know, he just figures, hey, it's a matter of time that that's, they're, they're going to leave him open and he's going to make him pay for it. And it's amazing. Iowa today uh, with the 36 point win and you only got six points from Patrick. You got six, uh, five points from their leading scorer, Ben Cricky. You get five points from uh, Josh Dix. You get three points from Peyton or excuse me, from Price, DeSante logs seven, uh, Logi gets nine, but then you have a big day for Owen Freeman with 14, Tony Perkins adds 12, Peyton Sanford has 13. That's balanced scoring, Gary. Real Um, balanced. Yeah, and a lot, you know, I I doubt anybody played much more than 20, 24 minutes with the way the game went, so those numbers will reflect that. Now, Freeman gets double-double. Uh, so he's, you know, he's continuing to go in the right direction. In fact, I, th- I think a lot of the freshmen did some nice things out there. Um, uh, Brock Harding did. Um, Demembley did had a, had a, hit a couple threes. So, um, and that's part of, uh, you know, when you play teams like that, that maybe, you know, you can you can get a conference going a little bit when it's not it's not such a pressure situation. So I thought all the freshmen uh, held their own and had pretty good games. 14 minutes for for Lodgy at Dembele, and he he had been struggling. I don't know what his numbers yeah. had been coming in, but you know he played well first couple games of the year, looked good against Creighton, and ever since Creighton, he'd kind of been off and lacking. That's confidence. kind of the way freshmen are. You know, they're 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 up and down. It's that you know when you can you get him to play consistently, then you know you got him going in the right direction. And um, as you mentioned, Owen has been relatively consistent. He's our RTI Threads player of the game. 14 points. He's efficient, too, Gary. He doesn't put up a ton of shots. Nice playing inside. He's not taking a bunch of jumpers. But uh, he's pretty reliable around the rim. He, one of his misses was on a dunk, an uncontested right. dunk that right. he right. threw off the back. He probably back just laid it off the glass. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, so uh, 6 and 9, 11 boards. And uh, he's our RTI Threads player of the game. And there's times when I think he's the best player on the team. Right now, frankly, he's got a he's he's got a bright future. I, I like him a lot. I think he's he's got a chance to be good. Yep. Any more? Do you have any more thought on the conversation of who the top dog is? <laughs> you look at a stat sheet like today, you're like, I don't no, have any idea. Yeah, no, not not yet. It may never happen. You know, it may um, you know, it, may be by, it may be by committee. So that's okay. Teams can do that. Can tournament good tournament teams do that, Gary? I think so. Yeah, I think you know I did, and then it, it could emerge. You know, it's it's the season's still relatively relatively early, but um, we'll, we'll see. All right, let's go to our Iowa Smokehouse calling line. We've got James with us. James, welcome. What's up? How are you guys doing? Hi, James. Um, how you doing, Corey? It's been a while since I talked to you, so doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. Obviously, like you said, it's good to get two wins. And obviously, you might like better competition. I felt like it was weird, obviously, because you talk about fan support. And obviously, you look at the difference between the two games. I think that kind of shows you, obviously, what we've known all year. But Well, what was going on? <laughs> I thought that if you had the women's game second, that at least – They said they said the early. tickets were se- – some people said the tickets were separate. So, you could, there's two deals. You could buy you could buy a, either like a both game deal or you could just buy them separately. Uh, I'm not aware of that. How could you do that? That's what somebody said online. I don't know if that's true, though. Yeah, but people say a lot of things online. Well, you could. could, Hey, James, people say a lot of things online, like uh, the offensive coordinator has been hired or things that aren't true. I'm not saying I trusted them, though. I didn't say 
I just, no, I, I believe they were sold. They were I sold. I know the offensive him. coordinator hasn't been hired because because I I've, I've got an interview and it's and I haven't had it yet. There you go. <laughs> See, he's one of the four, James. There you go. Uh, but no, I was surprised when you look, especially those seats down near the court, and you look at the men's game first, and I mean there were so many empty seats, and you're like, this game was sold out. This doubleheader was so-. well, second game the women they was packed. It's just amazing to me that basically you're getting a free game for those that spent 50 or 60 or those lower seats, probably a hundred plus to see the women, you wouldn't show up for the men, but I can't read into what people are doing. So, I mean, you might as well. I mean, to me, if I had tickets for both, I would show up to both. Like there's no need for you not to. I mean, yeah, uh, I would too, but uh, uh, I did not today. So, yeah, but no, I feel like obviously it was a good win. And to me, I'd rather obviously you want to play a tough team too, but you don't. You've kind of been on a skill lately, so maybe it's a good thing to play a little bit less competition. Maybe you can get your like shots back normal, just feeling more comfortable again, yeah. kind of shooting the ball better for sure. And one name I think that stood out to me on the men's side at least was Lodgy. I felt like Lodgy played well again. It's weird to see him because you know he's kind of had flows where he's looked good at points this year, and then obviously the competition's been up and down, like tough when you play Purdue and Michigan and all them. So it's been tougher competition, but he's been a lot up and down this year. But it's good to see him when he does his stride sometimes. Uh, Gary, what I mean, he he played one of his better games today, and like I said earlier, uh, had nine points, uh, was four or five um, from the field, three rebounds. He's got some athleticism that not many other players on this team cultivate. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you like about that young man? Yeah, no, I agree with you. He. Um... He, he looked like he was under control and and uh, confident and and, uh, and and that's good. So um, I agree. He's long. He's got some athleticism to him. He's he's potentially got a chance to to be a player. Just how quickly can he get it done and how hard can he work and things like that. So uh, for sure. And on the women's side, obviously, that early it was back, kind of back and forth, you know, they were hitting shots. We were hitting shots early, like usually happens, but then we put away again and Caitlin 38 points. Was, she had a really good day. I feel like obviously she turned the ball over a lot in the first quarter. She had some kind of sloppy play in the first quarter. I feel like passing the ball wise, like she was shooting well still, but she kind of was just throwing it around a little bit. I feel like, well, she, she does that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when she can give you 38, I think that kind of, all no one voice. You talk about too. a green light. That is yeah. a green light. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, James. No, I say go ahead. You go ahead first. No, she's just to say she's our other RTI threads player again. Thirty-eight points, and I'll tell you what. uh, I watched this game from start to finish, and I know this is a Cleveland State team that's down the Horizon League Player of the Year. She's out with an injury. This is a good team last year, Gary. This is a team Cleveland State that made the tournament. um, You know, fought against Villanova for a while in the first round and fell, but that's a decent mid-major team without their best player. They're like nine and one. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're they're started, they didn't play anybody, but they, 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 yeah, they, they, I think, I don't know who they lost to, somebody in the MAC, but uh, they've been good. And uh, just from watching this game, just the eye test told me this is how I was going to win late into the year. It, it's not with Caitlin shooting 30 to 35 shots. Um, I'm okay with some. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think he cut out. Yeah, we're going we to lost him. He must not be paying the bills. Hopefully we'll get him back here. 
Not often you have Corey lost for words. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. <laughs> we'll see if he comes back here. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Sorry about no, that. You're not paying the bills? Uh, well, I'm, I picked up, Jess sent me a referral to his internet service. So we're trying out Jess Settle's internet for a while, Gary. Oh, that's, that might be a problem. <laughs> I don't know where it cut me off. My point is I would rather this stat line, 21 shots, not 30 plus. I know she had nine turnovers, but that means you're getting out in transition. Yeah. You'd like more than five assists, but this is how they win. And then you look across the board. I mean, you get a, a really good performance from Sharon Goodman. She adds, uh, let's see, nine rebounds. I believe and pull up the box score here. Uh, Sharon for the day had uh, eight points, 10 rebounds. Molly Davis gives you nine points. Uh, you know, Gabby Marshall doesn't make a shot from three again, but you know, if, is, if Kate Martin's giving you 15 and Anna Stolke gives you 17 and 13, they score a lot of points. They're, they're not going to have to be perfect defensively, Gary. No, they got a lot of weapons. Yep. They're, they're hard to guard. There's, there's no question about it. I feel like this is what you wanted to see. Obviously 21, like you said, 21 shots is way better than then. 13, she still scored 38. So, obviously, you know, she can do a lot. Obviously, like we always talk about, and I hate to keep beating the same drum, but I don't know why she was in, like, why they took all the four stars out and left her in the game. I have no idea on that. They said, oh, everybody's coming out except for Kaylin Clark. And uh, in my head, I was like, what are we doing? Well, you know what, James? I am no longer going to complain about it because I have accepted that this is how it is. I mean, I accept it too, but in my head, I still you can you can accept it too, but you still in your head be like, "What are you doing?" Like you still questioning your head a little bit, but I'm accept it. Like I know it's gonna happen, but I'm just like, you took every starter out except for one. Like, what's your point in that? I, you know, I don't want a little curtain call for for top player. I I get it. You know, she's going back to Des Moines. That's where she's from, and she gets a little curtain call. And it wasn't much after the four. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long. It was like a minute, maybe, but. What's the next game for each? I know the boys play UMBC on Wednesday, right? Yes, the men play uh, Wednesday evening at Baltimore County. Uh, I don't know anything about them, Gary. I don't think they're normally. They're in Maryland. That's about all I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're in Baltimore County. That's what I know. Um, but um, I, I'm not sure on the women. The women play. I should know this because we're talking about it. The women play uh, Loyola on Thursday, I believe. Loyola, Chicago? Loyola, Chicago. They're five and four. At home, at home, and then uh, they get conference play on the thirtieth of December. So uh, pretty again, very slow second half. Do the boys have two more games before conference play, or one? They have two more. They had Northern Illinois, and they've got uh, UMBC. UMBC. Yep. Yeah, but no, it's it's good to see, and obviously hope for the men's side at least too that those couple games between UMBC and Northern Illinois can kind of get them back in their shooting flow, you know, and maybe get them. Obviously, they don't. They haven't. Their defenses look bad a little bit, and I know maybe they didn't get better at the like getting out to spots. I feel like the press, and obviously I know Ford A&M is not a great team, but I do feel like the press did give them fits for a little bit, but I also saw some holes in it when you know they got past the second line. They did get easy layups because there was it was two-on-one most of the time when they were getting there. But for me, it's like it did look good at some points too when they kept it in the backcourt, but. Gary, is that I was going to ask you about that. I'm glad you brought it up, James. The press, when it breaks down like that and you give up an easy, easy dunk or easy layup on the other end, Jess made a point of kind of calling out Ben Cricky at least one of those times saying, Hey, you know, he can't be that sagged up, if you will. Is that the truth as far as how, whatever type of press you're well, teaching? Somebody, somebody's got to get the rim protected, and you know, they might have somebody different depending on the rotation or whatever, but 
And if you're not a shot blocker, then you got to get in front and take a charge or body up and just don't give them a point blank layup that even even Florida and will make. Uh, and better teams will really take advantage of you. So it was a little feast or famine. Um, they did get some turnovers. They also gave up some buckets. And that's where you want to shore it up to where you can get a few turnovers. But if you can prevent people from scoring or getting good shots, then it's then it's a positive for you. I get the yeah. feeling that Iowa does work on that press a lot. Would I be – am I reasonable in saying that, Gary? Like, I, I think they spend time – that's not something that you just decide you're going to do. Like, it takes some practice to be able oh, to – Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I look at that a couple of different ways, James. Um, it, does it create turnovers? Yes, at times. But, B, I, I do wish, personally, from my perspective, that Iowa might spend a little bit more time just working on fundamental half-court defense and less time, you know, getting your players to know all these different types of defenses and these full court presses that could potentially create turnovers, but also easy buckets. So, but that's again, yeah. like we're, we're talking about Caitlin Clark playing late in game. You got to kind of accept that. That's what Lisa Bluter does. This is what Fran does. I, I mean, I completely agree with you. Obviously I think more time on the man to man aspect is good of it, but like you said, I mean, as long as obviously you don't want those flaws when you get to a bigger game, but like against the Florida and maybe you can shirt up for the next game, you know, and it's something you can at least look at and you still won the game and you can try to look at it and fix it against a team who is not as good as obviously the other team you play. But sometimes I also feel like it doesn't work against the better teams because we're not that sounded, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like we kind of have the areas too, so we're not that sounded. So I don't feel like it works against the better teams. Well, like, think about it. It worked two years in a row against Purdue. We're talking about the full court press work two years in a row against Purdue, gave them a chance in those games. What do we see this year? I think Painter and company, they were ready for that press and they blew them out of the gym. So you, you've got to be able to have a half court defense to fall back on. Yep. And, you know, against the great, the really good teams. And Purdue, by the looks of what they did today, is a is a pretty darn good team. Yep, and I know this is, a, this is a football show, but I got one more question before I get off. All right, this is a basketball show, not a football show. But what's your thoughts on obviously Sullivan committing? And what's your thoughts on Dion coming back? Well, James, you know I, uh, you know I posted a video on Solomon. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so I just oh, okay, all right. You no, just I'll give me, you. give me a little glimpse of what your thoughts are. I watched the rest. Uh, of the my thoughts are he's mobile. Um, he, you know, doesn't have a ton of P five offers. He is a mobile guy, good speed for a, you know, a, a quarterback, if you will. Uh, Iowa, if you're looking ahead without the transfer portal, uh, looking at the transfer portal, projecting. You've got Marco Linez, James Resar, and uh, Jimmy Sullivan. Those are three mobile quarterbacks. So it's almost like the era of the statue quarterbacks at Iowa might be ending, which, you know, fans would put up no fight to that notion. Um, you know, he he, show, he shows on tape to be able to throw the ball deep down the field, James, but, man, I, I have a harder time even evaluating, and I'm no analyst, but trying to evaluate tape of a quarterback when you're looking at highlight film because I yeah, guarantee they're just going to show their best plays and not their worst plays. So, yeah, I made the comment during the, the video, goal. James. I guarantee you, for those that rip on Spencer Petrus and on Deacon Hill, if you go back and pull up Spencer Petrus highlight film and Deacon Hill highlight film, they're going to look like Joe Montana out there. So, not many interceptions on those tapes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> not many bad passes either, really. They not show all their good passes, pass, you know, but. One more thing, obviously, it's good to have DeYoung back. I know he kind of struggled a little bit this year at times, but, you know, it's always good to have veteran leadership in that offensive line room, I feel like. 
especially for younger guys. You know, he's been at Iowa, what, five, six years, you know? So I feel like it's a benefit to have, even in any sport, you know, even in basketball, if you have a fourth, fifth year guy, like it's still a benefit to have those guys who've been through it and understand what it's like to yeah. go through that. But it was a good night. Let the other callers get on and I uh, hope you get your internet fixed, Corey. Okay. Thank you, James. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the internet, but uh, I guess if uh, it happens again, it's all yours, Gary. Uh, hey, no problem. <laughs> All right. Um, a couple things before we get to Doug, uh, Esther in the chat. By the way, numbers up on the screen, 515-635-1601. If you want to call and ask Coach Close a question, uh, again, 515-635-1601. The link is in the description for StreamYard. Esther, I'm doing well. How are you? Good to have you here this evening. Thank you for being a part of the show as always. And I believe uh, Bob had a comment that I wanted to ask you about, Gary. Uh, he's talking about Caitlin and her kind of reputation for complaining. Um, and, you know, you got to be very careful with what you say about this because some people, and I've had people, I've heard people say this, that if you criticize Caitlin Clark for kind of complaining and, and showboating and whatnot, that means you're misogynistic because the men are allowed to do it all the time. For the record, I have gotten on Connor McCaffrey for that for years for complaining and I get on Patrick for not, you know, putting his head down and looking at the official heck. I'm a Mavs fan. I watch Luka Doncic do it every single night. So I think you almost have to take a similar approach with Caitlin that I do with Luka that, Hey, this dude is just great. Or this gal is just great. And, you know, part of what makes her great is the chip that she plays with the chip that he plays with. Yep. Kind of have to accept that. Don't you Gary? I think so. Yeah. I think a little bit of it for sure. But it gets, if it gets real out of hand, then then you gotta do something. But I don't I don't think it's gotten to that point. So I, I can understand where you're coming from, Bob. Um yeah, I can too. But uh yeah. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Um all right, let's uh let's go to our next caller here in our Iowa Smokehouse calling line. We bring back Doug. Doug, welcome back. Thanks. Uh thank you guys for listening to me. Uh Corey, you need to put out your video on Monday about Scott Frost a couple hours earlier because I had an hour-long conversation with my Nebraska friend about Scott Frost, and I don't want to do that again. <laughs> what was the what was the what was the uh conversation just if Scott Frost was a good fit or not at Iowa? And then you put know, it's no and I said in the video, no offense to whoever is reporting that stuff. It's not true. Like, I don't know where these rumors come from, and I just wish that they – I understand that it's a hot time for news and, and people want to be the first to report things, but that was never even – no. I just want you to know there was credible people saying it too. And as you, you said, I mean, there was I, – I mean, maybe you don't think they're credible. But well, I, mean, I don't know who the credible people are, but I don't care either because, yeah, yeah I don't – people get wrong information at times. They get bad information. Yeah. Um, well, well, but your video made total sense and, you know – I, I'm not going to like listen to that stuff anymore because it, I have no idea. And there's probably, they'll probably hire someone I never heard of. I never heard of Kirk Ferentz before 1999. So, you know, who knows? You know, like, um, you, you, you may, yeah, I would guess that, uh, you may know who the eventual hire is. Maybe. I mean, you, you guys keep throwing out, uh, not Corey, because you're not an analyst, but those analysts keep throwing out names. So um, I used to have a big problem uh, with us scheduling the SWAC schools and having these big victories. And what you said about the net rankings is so true. And I pointed out there was like only two – at one time there was only one team in top 30. 
It has to be top 30 at home to count as quad one win. Um, I disagree with Coach. Chicago State is historically probably the worst Division One program. I mean, like, they can't find – they're independent. They can't find a conference that wants them. They were uh, good the other night. Yeah. Well, that was my point. I don't know how you can beat Purdue and lose to Chicago State. That just – this conference makes no sense. We're not the only ones that are inconsistent. That makes no sense to me. Um, I don't – like I said, I don't like it um, – People have done stories about the, the HBC schools having to do this travel plan. You know, Florida A&M has to play, um, has to lose by 30 or 40 to Iowa State tomorrow. I always, as a lower end athlete that had to compete at an NAIA school, I don't like, think it's fair and it doesn't look right. But it all is better than what North Dakota State did. Did you see the, the score of the North Dakota State game? Uh, I just North Dakota State beat a team, uh, not even a Division three team, like a team from a, a, some outside conference, like 120 to 20. Hmm. And I, I just don't know where you get any – I don't know where you get anything from that. And um, But, I mean, it, at least they looked the part today against Florida A&M. And um, they – I mean, I didn't expect anything worse. I didn't think they would do anything better. Um what what do you what do you try to work on? And do you guys? I know coaches will always say every team's a hard team. Um, I don't expect you know what the spread is of a game, coach. But what do you tell a team when you're you you know you're probably you're 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 big time favorite? What do you tell a team? What 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 should Iowa have been working on this week? And did they? I mean, the offense rebounding stuff like that. Did they accomplish anything by playing Florida A and M today? And what? What improvements did you see, if any? Because yeah, uh, yeah. it's not very good. Yeah, I think that's a good question. No, I, I think you've got to you got to be honest uh, with the team when you do a scouting report. Hey, here this is this is what they are, and this is what they do, and and in some cases about us getting better and improving, and and uh, with our record, we we got to work, we got to get better, we got to improve. So, and I and I saw that. I mean, it's it's. Like I said, this time of the year, you, you're, you're coming off finals. Uh, you can't just, you know, schedule one hard game after another. And so I saw some progress. Some guys maybe gained a little bit of confidence and and some guys got some minutes. They need minutes. You know, you need minutes to get out there and play. It's just, uh, you know, beyond practice. And so, uh, but I think you got to be truthful. Um, you know, you, you start making things up, then they're not going to believe you when you when you really when – you- <laughs> to get things crossed. So, um, you know, you hit some strengths that they got any and a year. This is it. This is what we're trying to do. So uh, these are our goals. These are our objectives. And and we're trying to get better. And this is, our, is another chance to get better. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of uh, try and go through some different Iowa teams in the Fran era. And, uh, you know, he's he's had some teams that start off bad. Um, the Peter Jocks senior year, they, went, they started off three and five. That team eventually went 18 and it won 18 games. And, Missed out on the tournament, though. Yep. Um, but they were the last four in, and they did play in the IT. So, you know, I, I hope they're – you know, we're, we've talked that they might not be on the bubble, but, you know, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. They should win the next two. Um, Northern Illinois is not a, a gimme, I wouldn't think. Um, they played Northwestern tough. And, um, I mean, I, I think any team that's not in the net top 100, Iowa should win. But – 
you know, after Eastern Illinois and seeing some of that stuff in Chicago State, I'm not going to take anything as a gimme. I'm t- I'm going to the game on Wednesday, but um, yeah, I, I think that they they still have a, a lot to play for. Um, hopefully, uh, they're six and five, and uh, that's what it is. And, well, I'll tell you what, Doug. Uh, I think I'll just say this, and if you if you want to jump off, that's fine. But uh, I think that loss to Michigan could be the one that co- comes back to bite them in March. Uh, I don't know how good Michigan is. You know, they played a, a nobody today. Eastern, Eastern Michigan, yeah, Eastern Michigan. You know, they've been good, um, and now Jawan Howard's coming back. So, so maybe they get a little bit better if he's the full time coach again. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know that they have the dogs. They lost a lot last year, as we've discussed. A couple players of the first round of the draft. They lose Hunter Dickinson to Kansas. Um, so I, I just uh, – that game could come back to bite them because it was a home game. Yeah. yeah. You lose them on the road. Deal. But you, you got to hold serve at home against this Big Ten Conference without any good resume-building wins in the non-con. Yep. The best non-conference win is neutral court against Seton Hall. And is yep. Seton Hall any good? What, what have they done since Iowa's win down there, Doug? No, did they lose to Rutgers? They played Rutgers already. They played Rutgers the other night. Okay, I don't know, Gary. You know, I don't know either. I mean, I have my phone, but uh, that's the one. I, I think they lost to Rutgers. Uh, even uh, I, you know, nothing you said there um, is upsetting me, Corey. I mean, I people though, you know, we live in a Big Twelve country. People think eleven teams from the Big Twelve will go, and only four from the Big Ten will go. So I, I wouldn't be. Well, that's what they're saying. Four. Well, yeah, that's not true. That would be a. Rutgers yeah. of all kinds of. By the way, if if you didn't already know, uh, we, Gary knew this. Rutgers then went on to lose to Princeton. So Rutgers beat Seton Hall, and this is good. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Seton Hall beat Rutgers. Let me clarify. Look, Seton I'm, Hall beat Rutgers. Seton Hall did beat Rutgers. Thank okay. goodness. Um, so Iowa beat Seton Hall here uh, a few weeks ago down in San Diego. You were there for that game, Doug. Yep. Uh, since that game. Seton Hall did upset the 23rd ranked UNLV Rebels today. That's upset the 23rd ranked Rebels, Gary, by a final score. By the way, they were undefeated heading into the game. Seton Hall won 84 to 54. Whoa. So there you go. There's there's go pirates, right? Yeah. Go pirates the rest of the way. I'm a pirate. I mean, uh, they, they, those people were nice people, and uh, and uh, you know they travel all the way from New Jersey to California, and uh, yeah, those. Uh, hey, I anything helps uh, Iowa look good. That's the reason why sometimes when uh, people go, I hate Iowa State. Well, if Iowa State loses every game, we look bad. <laughs> you know, well, at some point it doesn't really matter when you lose by thirty. It doesn't really matter what Iowa State does. Like you'd rather them look good, right? But like if they end up being a middle of the pack team, if they're an elite team, you still got absolutely shredded. Um, well, the other thing I was going to bring up, and I was because it always feels like I ask coach if he knows somebody, but um, Cleveland State. I read this book. Uh, I don't know if I put it. Uh, it's the Breaking uh, uh, the Bob Knight uh, Season on the Brink book on my way out to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And you know why Cleveland State's no, it's because they were like the first Cinderella team. They beat Bobby Knight the year that that book was. And I, when I was out there, I kept on reading Cleveland State. Uh, did you know Kevin Mackey at all? I did not know Kevin Mackey. I've met him. Um, but he was an assistant with Coach Davis at, at Boston College, yeah. And then he went on to get a head job, yeah. Um, and he did. He had quite a run with that Cleveland State team. They were They were fun to watch, and they were – they were the darlings of the NCAA tournament that year. 
Yeah. Cleveland State plays in a pretty big arena. It's a, I, I think they were wanting to move up, uh, but some things happened within their program, I guess, or something. But, mm. yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure if you knew uh, Kevin Mackey. He, I know he was a Dr. Tom assistant, but that was at BC. Right. Um, I guess my last thing is for either of you, Corey, you can answer it. Um, the one thing, the, the stat I actually took the most pride in today, and I know I probably should take any pride in any stat against Florida A&M, but we did hold them to only 52 points. And they, and yes, it, on ESPN, it says they played Oregon, Oregon at home. <laughs> Good for them. I don't know Who that I want. Oregon played another game in Florida. That's what I, it has to be that. I they did. Um, I'll, check, I'll check real quick, but for the record, maybe that means we don't want Oregon in the Big Ten if they're willing to go on the road and play at Florida. I'm very confused about that. So I'll look it up. Yeah. But, but that's what. So your per, the the person on there, and they must have got it wrong on ESPN or something. I don't know. Um, because, be. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I feel really stupid here, boys. You know how <laughs> Gary don't say anything. You know how when an old person, no offense, Gary. Uh, you know how when an older person struggles with technology, well, that is me right now. Normally, I'm quick on the money. I was just giving you results on Seton Hall, and I was looking at women's basketball. So, <laughs> so Princeton is not a top 25 team in women's basketball. Princeton did not beat Rutgers in women's in men's basketball. Let me give you what happened with. I was very confused there for a second because I was. I like, think Princeton did beat Rutgers in men's basketball. <laughs> so they swept them. <laughs> they swept them in both sports. Seriously, I think they did. Okay, let's just look real quick. Seton so, has beaten a Big Ten team this year. I yeah, actually. Okay, so Seton Hall. This, I'm looking at the men now. Okay, uh, Rutgers. Rutgers did beat Seton Hall. You're right about that, uh, Doug. That was a week ago. Yeah. Seton Hall beat Monmouth Tuesday. They've had some time off. They actually play Mizzou coming up tomorrow. Uh, lost to Baylor. Satan Hall did. Lost to Baylor by 18. Oh, they're playing a good schedule. Uh, lost to USC down in San Diego. And lost to Iowa. Uh, they haven't beaten anybody is the problem. They, they beaten anybody. And they're probably in the bottom of the Big East, too. But They, uh, need to win. they, get, UConn, they get UConn next week. You can beat the number five team in the country and maybe win against an SEC opponent tomorrow. That that might help. But. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, uh, no, I, the stat that I was uh, kind of because I was comparing scores and it doesn't mean anything, but we did hold uh, Florida A&M, and I always think that's improvement defensively, to lower than any other team when they talk about uh, Nebraska, Creighton, Oregon, all the other teams. We held them to 52 points, their lowest before that, which was really weird, was 54 by three different schools. Um, I do take that as a somewhat of meaning something, um, it probably they run a chat. That means absolutely nothing. It probably does. I mean, absolutely nothing. But um, I thought there were some improvements on defense. The other thing about um, whoa, 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 hold on, timeout. What are you? What are you talking about? They they there was improvements. They, they are, we, are we talking about the men or the women? Men. I'm, You're evaluating Iowa's defense. I said nothing matters against Florida A and M, but I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm always optimistic. I have these scores reversed. I can't get the scores right. I have them reversed, but. They gave up. They gave up sixty-five points, but it's Florida A and M. No, they gave up fifty-two points. What am I looking at? Why can't I get anything right? Oh, you're confusing me more than. The final score is eighty-eight to fifty. Somebody give me the score. What's the score of the game? The final score for Iowa and Florida A and M eighty-eight fifty-two. Is that correct? 
Yes. Where did I get 8865? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. 8852 is the final. Let me. Uh, First little false facts here. Wow. That might be the lowest amount of points they've given up in Fran's tenure. That's what I was questioning too, coach. I was like, 52. That's, I mean, that's low. That's low. I mean, it, 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 I know it's Florida AM, but that's low, you know, because they, they scored 54 against Creighton and Nebraska. I mean, it means nothing. I know that. But 52 is pretty low, especially for Iowa when you, most people think we don't play any defense. So, but I know it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Doug. Go ahead. No, I was a good Hawk fan. I'll tell you that. That's fine. <laughs> Again, I, I'll, I'll get more confused. Uh, maybe we'll get more confused by starting to tell who uh, who the offensive coordinator is. I better jump off, uh, but okay. I really appreciate having uh, some people to talk about my Hawkeyes with, and I am not don't ever have another one-hour conversation about Scott Frost. Um, so, <laughs> thank you, Doug. Appreciate yeah, the call. You. See you, Doug. All right. I think I have the scores correct now, right, Gary? 104.75, the, the women. Yeah, that looks good. 8852 the men. Yeah, 52 points. That's that's uh I guess that's something. Um do you want to guess I'm going to pull this up real quick just for the sake of this conversation. Do you want to guess where Florida A&M ranks in Ken Palm? Uh, I would say at or near the very bottom. <laughs> well, let me just check her. So Texas AMC Prairie View is ahead of them. Texas A&M Corpus Christi is ahead of them. Texas A&M Commerce is ahead of them. And here comes Florida A&M peeling in ahead of Alabama A&M. Florida A&M is the second worst A&M school in the country. All those initial schools, man, they're usually not very good. (laughs) With the exception (laughs) being Texas A&M. Texas A&M, yeah. Um, Okay, Um, before we get to, we've got somebody on our phone line here. Uh, Before we get to our caller on the phone line, yes, the final scores today, the women defeating Cleveland State, 104-75 behind a big performance from none other than Caitlin Clark uh, on the night. Caitlin had, uh, let's see, 30, 38 points on 13 to 21 shooting, three of three from the free throw line, five boards, five assists, nine turnovers. She is our RTI Threads player of the game. And our other RTI Threads player of the game is Owen Freeman. 14 points on six and nine shooting, 11 boards, propelling the Hawkeyes to an 88-52 victory over, uh, are they the Vipers? What are what, What's the uh, Florida NM mascot? Rattlers, I think. Rattlers. Okay. Well, Vipers, Rattlers, whatever. Um, so, uh, again, good day to be a Hawk. No question about it. And, you know, uh, next couple of weeks are going to be opportunities to uh, to improve. Yep. And um, I guarantee you, Gary, I shouldn't say this to you because you're the former coach. I am not. Like, there's no way they spend the next week. Well, they don't. They play Wednesday. Are they just spending the next few days when, when they're looking at film? They're just looking at this film. I would think they're still looking at film from Purdue, Iowa State. Or do you just completely move on from those once you play? Yeah, I think game? I think they're probably done done with that. Um, and I, they won't spend a whole lot of time with this one either. I would doubt. Uh, I think they'll be focused more on how they can get better, and then and then getting ready for for Wednesday night. So you're just working on yourself and then and scouting Baltimore County. Yeah, I think you start, you know, you start looking ahead, then you get yourself knocked off. You know, maybe that's exactly what Northwestern did. I don't know. Uh, but, you, you, you know, players will read that. You know, they'll, oh, they're not spending much time on this team. They must not be any good. And you just got to be consistent and solid and and honest. And then, um, 
and it's a cliche, but take them one at a time while you're working on your stuff too. I mean, I'm sure they're working on some things they feel they got to get better uh, within their own, their own system. But um, I think you try to stick to your routine. You don't try to change it up too much. RTI Threads uh, sponsoring the show, proud supporter from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Check out the official apparel merchandise at Cooper DeGene, cd3lacesup.com, and other Hawkeyes, including Zach Lutmer, Carson Shire, Aiden Hall. Uh, RTI's uh, NIL roster continues to grow. Visit www.rtithreads.com. Let's go to our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. Thank you for calling Iowa Post Game with Coach Gary Close. Who's on the line? Uh, this is Brian. Brian or Ryan? I'm sorry. Uh, Brian, I'm sorry. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hi, Brian. I'm good. I'm good. Hi. Um, yeah, I just got a, a few quick little things. Um, yeah, it was a great, great victory, great confidence victory uh, boost, you know, centering, you know, the losing streak, the last three games, and playing that good defense, holding them to 52 points. And, uh, yeah, this is a great confident booster after a three-game losing streak to to have. And, and yeah, like you're saying, Owen Freeman, I – been so impressed with him since day one since he stepped on the court with uh, Iowa. He's just can't wait to see what he's like when he's a upperclassman. He's just going to be a phenomenal player. He's just he just has the intangibles that you can't coach. You know, he just has a feel for the game and it's just going to get better and better. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think those are good points. Yeah, he's he's got a chance. Just a question of of of, of keep improving. You know, just keep working on your game. Add things to your game. Get stronger. Um, he does. He's got a chance to be a good player. I think the other freshmen do too. I think it's a nice class. I know you're not there yeah. every day in practice, Gary, but how good can he be based on what you have seen early? I think he can be real good. You know, I, I think he um, got good hands. He's 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 a good athlete. Um, he's he's going to get stronger. Um, he's got some pretty good skill right now as a young player. It's just what what can he keep adding? Um, just keep getting better and better and better and. And hopefully he's the kind of guy that's hungry and is coachable and likes to soak everything up. And if that's the case, then he's got a chance to be a real good player. Yep. Brian? Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. He's just going to be fun. Yeah, I agree with the freshman classes. They're just going to get better, better, better as as they get older and get more game experience. And, and hopefully, you know, the younger Sanford can <laughs> get out of the shooting stuff. I know how that is. My son plays basketball, and he's in a shooting slump right now himself. So mm-hmm. I just don't just keep shooting. You you get yourself out of it. But a couple things for uh, Coach Close. I, I don't know if you guys picked up on um, – one was on the broadcast today that Seto said early in the game about – something about his percentage and everything else, and he mentioned that, that you helped him in, when he was in school with his math or – <laughs> no, that's why he flunked. He, uh, he got too much. He got too much fell from him. Somebody texted me said that he's he's amazing. That kid. You're not you muting Jess when you're watching. Well, the game. I must have flipped over to something real quick and then came back and I missed it. I mean, I got I got three texts, a couple from my nephews that I helped him in his math class. Uh, if he had me helping his math class, he's in trouble. Yeah, I almost I almost texted you at the same time, but I thought, boy, he he brings you up more than anybody else. You are living in his head. Well, I, sometimes I text him while the broadcast is going on. <laughs> I've actually given him some words that I want him to put into his broadcast. Like I might say, I want to hear stupendous. 
And he'll do it. He'll, he'll stick it in the broadcast. You're the reason he does that, Jerry. <laughs> and so I texted him. I said, I said something about, I think Caitlin Clark would be the best player on the Florida A&M team hands down. <laughs> and something like that. So I was waiting for him to say something like that, but then he must have thrown oh, it up in his math class. Jess was a Jess was an academic all Big Ten player. Well, I, I will say this um, as it relates to his broadcast. He did say, uh, I'll critique one thing that he said during the game today. Lodgy, I think, had at this point five or six points. And I think um, Jess made a comment about how I think he used the, either the term stupendous or phenomenal. He loves the word phenomenal. He's been phenomenal. Like he's got five points. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're playing Florida AM. Anyway, well, I'm all excited about his team. <laughs> that's right. It's his team. Anyways, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, the last thing, <laughs> ironic. I was watching. I, I don't know how old it was, but it was a podcast that Kenny Murray has, and he had uh, Jess and Chris Kingsbury on there talking, and and they were talking, and uh, I'll live it talking you know, with about very close coach close that uh, how they were you know he was like right there every time during the recruiting i mean they were like he was just on them like glue and, and then they mentioned about a, a, a nickname i guess kingsbury and settles had for my forgive me if i'm saying it wrong uh greaser that sound <laughs> no greasy oh greasy okay that's right yeah greasy. and actually that came from chris street and i don't know how i got that to tell you the truth but uh, I never asked them. But I figure when they give you when they give you a nickname, and that's you know that's, that's a nice thing to do. So you you kind of roll with it. You're you're greasy. They used to Chris used to call me greasy. I think it's because I was so quick. Uh, but um, I'm not exactly sure. But then of course he he gave it to me, and they all you know they all continued it. So it had nothing to do with my hair. It was always nice and clean. Yeah. <laughs> And it's uh, ironic. I was watching that earlier today. Then before the basketball games, like, oh shoot, I, I don't have to. If, if it was coach was gonna be on tonight, I was gonna have to call in and say something about that. Was, there uh, you go. That, that was a good podcast. That was a good podcast. I mean, they shared some memories and a lot of good things to say about you and Iowa basketball and, and things in in general. Those so, were the days. Yeah. Both uh, both Kingsbury and Settles put a few gray hairs in my head. There's no no question about it. Chris, maybe a little more than Jess, but. They're both terrific. terrific he, he, he said that. He said that. He said, <laughs> remember a time he was in Coach Davis's office and he said something that he wants you to, or he wanted him to, to assert himself more or something like that. And he said, you all know, remember, okay. Then, you know, he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. No, that's he called me up one time when I was oh, in Wisconsin. Yeah. Chris did. And he, he said, I'd like to come down. It was an NCAA tournament game in Omaha that we were playing. And he called me up, and he, you know, he's he's a banker over there. And I said, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll get some tickets. He said, well, can I have eight? I said, Chris, what do you, what do you think? I, I can't get you eight tickets. I you know, I might be able to get you, you know, four or six. I mean, I got my family coming, blah, 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 and I'll do what I can. You may have to buy some. But um, he came. He came and came to the, came to the hotel and in the, in the lobby, and it was good to see him. But, uh, boy, he was a great player. He was a great player. Yeah, he was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I decided it was a great, you know, both men's and women's great games. You know, good to not to be stressed to watch the basketball game. It's nice to see blowouts. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But, so, but yeah, I just, 
love Freeman as a player. He's just just going to be fun to him to watch for the next four years. It really is. It's, yep. He's going to be good. But thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks Thank for you, calling. For all the Hawkeye fans out there, Sam Laporta just had uh, just logged his second touchdown of the day. I had Sam Laporta in my fantasy league, and he 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 did okay. You do fantasy football? I do. Yeah, I got I knocked think- out. I'm not I'm not in the playoffs. Uh, my son, my son. Uh, I actually oh. I did it. I did it. I did it with uh, what is that? DraftKings. Oh, I, I did it with it. that, and uh, I, my team finished like fourth. I think he had to be in the top two, and but I did have Laporta, and he had some good games for me. How about the stat they had? I don't know what game it was where they had – what was it? It was about tight ends, and Kelsey was first, and the next three were all Iowa tight ends. Yeah, that was uh, most receiving yards for tight most ends. Most receiving yards in the NFL. To, yeah, that's, 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 amazing. that's amazing. Kittle, yeah. Laporta, and Hawkinson. Yeah. They're all and, um, What's amazing about all that, Gary, is you know we'll see what ends up happening with uh, – decisions it sounds like eric all is likely moving on i mean i let him make that decision but they got a couple of tight ends i mean they, they're just this they've got prospects just churning out tight ends but uh laporta i mean you we haven't seen a rookie tight end do this not in my lifetime that i can remember um what he's doing he up there everything he catches everything he's really good i've had a chance to see them a couple times and he's good i mean if you you know if you're a tight end why, why wouldn't you consider iowa what they what the success they've had putting guys in the league Sam Laporta, four catches, 46 yards, two touchdowns today is the uh, I needed him to do that last week when I was trying <laughs> to stay alive for the playoffs. I'll tell you, I, I can sympathize with you, Gary. I had a I, My team was undefeated, one of my two teams, undefeated through like seven or eight weeks, and then I went on like a six-game losing streak. And I'm going to make the play. I think our playoffs start next week. Um, is that right? Could our playoffs start next week? Maybe they started this week, and I'm just totally oblivious. Mine started this week. Okay. I'm done. You're done. Uh, well, uh, before we get to uh, my probably our final caller of the evening, um, let's go ahead and uh, give a shout-out to uh, Iowa Smokehouse. They're with us uh, for another basketball season with Coach Close, and we appreciate uh, Iowa Smokehouse. Let's get rid of the comment here from Erica. Thank you for being here, Erica. But uh, we're going to give a plug to Iowa Smokehouse. Tasting is believing with their awesome meat sticks, their jerky, uh, all of their products available online. You can have it shipped right to your front door, especially when it gets cold outside or a day like today where it's rainy. Why go out in the rain? Just call or visit online, Iowa Smokehouse, iowasmokehouse.com. Use the code Hawkeyes for 15% off your order. And as you use that code and make purchases through that code, you'll be supporting the work being done here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. And yes, it goes great with beer, goes great with a good bourbon or whatever you're uh, drinking on game day. Again, iowasmokehouse.com, tasting is believing all right let's go back to our iowa smokehouse call in line thank you for calling iowa post game with coach gary close who's on the line good evening gentlemen this is john hey john hey john uh coach you got an interview for the oc so do i people are watching flight tracker to see if my ultralight leaves for iowa city <laughs> i'm gonna save the iowa a little money i'm gonna i'm gonna drive down <laughs> <laughs> might be a little warmer might be, might be a little bit. Yeah, we had nice, actually had nice weather this week up until today. What was that, uh, John? Arizona. What about Arizona? 
Purdue beat him. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. and that game was on Peacock, so I didn't get a chance to see it. I was uh, really looking forward to I, watching that game. Gary. Yeah. I walked you through this. <laughs> we have to go through Peacock again. You have Peacock? You have, you have Peacock. We'll figure this out later. You can watch Peacock whenever you want. You have Peacock. You have access to Peacock, Gary. You should have told me that. Why are you waiting to tell me now? And the game's over. <laughs> Tried to tell you I this was, like three I weeks ago. I wanted to see that game because I was really impressed with Arizona. And I know Purdue's good. Um, that's a great win for Purdue. And the league. And uh, Indiana battled, lost, I believe, to Kansas. Am I right? Yeah, my son was telling me, I don't know if it was that game, that that was a one-possession game for almost the entire game. It was that game or something else. I, maybe I might be mistaken, but you now they must have played. They must have played. They must have played well to give Kansas that good a game. Uh, you mentioned. Did, Mich- did Michigan State beat Baylor? Killed them. Blew them out. They made like 18 threes. I don't think they've made 18 threes as a team the whole entire year. And they made 18 today or something like that. They, I mean, I didn't think they could shoot a lick. Well, and all of a sudden they did today. And that sure makes you look like a better team. Gary, you did not watch the preseason. What was it? The charity game for Maui against Tennessee because you didn't know it was on. Remember you telling me that it was on Big Ten Network. I watched that game and and this slide that they've had has been mind boggling to me because they looked great at times against Tennessee. They are a better team than they've shown. And they got guys who can shoot. I mean, I don't know. They looked horrible against Wisconsin. I mean, they they were never in that game. I mean, and I was at home. Um, And then they got beat by somebody else after that, I think. But, I mean, Hogard can shoot. Obviously, Tyson Walker is, you know, lots put on his shoulders. I'm not sure Hogard can, but. I mean, well, he's, he's, he's five. Of, he was zero for one from three. Oh, five of ten from the field today. Uh, yeah, Aikens he's a penetrator. Aikens um, can shoot. What's he shooting from three this year? Uh, Aikens is shooting on the well. He's probably not shooting very well because they'd be better. Um, he's shooting thirty percent from three. Yeah, that doesn't do it for me. And there, there are two big games that are average. They're athletic, but they're average, I think. But we'll, I, I could be wrong. They'll, they'll get better. They always do. That was so a great is Baylor just not very good then? Is that you I mean you? I, you know, it's early, and, it, and you know, Tom can coach, so they'll they'll get better. But I was shocked. I mean, it shocks a little strong. I, I was surprised how non-competitive they were against Wisconsin, uh, and I didn't see any. You know, I didn't see any Draymond Greens and Gary Harris is out there, uh, but they're young, so. Uh, they'll get better. Well, we'll know a little bit more about Baylor in a few days. They got Duke this next week, so we'll get kind of a, a test. Yeah, they were undefeated coming into that game, and they're well coached. That was a good win. That might turn the tide for the Spartans. Anything else, John? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, do you think Caitlin Clark had nine turnovers today? With all her celebrity and fame, do you think that uh, – pushes her to try and do things in a game to live up to her legacy that she might not try if she was just the average basketball player? That's a good question. You know, I'd have to go back and look at them. I'm sure some of them were, you know, trying to make the great play. I remember the uh, one long pass that she made that was really a pretty good pass, but the girl that was running underneath it just wasn't quick enough to get down there and get it. Um, 
she um, she's a phenomenal passer. I mean, you don't want her to lose that that knack, that aggressiveness. But um, uh, I, I, I didn't watch the whole game. Nine nine turnovers a lot, but I, I bet you contribute three or four of them to uh, players that probably were surprised by the pass or dropped it, and and she got the turnover. Although I don't know that for a fact, but that would be my guess. Well, to me, they seem like they keep trying to feed it into the post, and it's like playing out or playing offense in a phone booth with as many players are down there. Yeah, that seems like, like that leads over to some turnovers. Yep, for sure. Yep. She's a great okay. post feeder. Some of some of that's you know, the the receiver has got to go get the ball and hold people off. And because I tell you what, if if they don't, she'll stop throwing it into them. Because I know she probably doesn't like all those turnovers. So. Um, we always we always tried to teach that we're not going to throw the ball until the person that we're throwing it to uh, has got their hands up and they're ready to play. I'm watching the end of the Kentucky-North Carolina game, and I think North Carolina was down three and had the ball. Guy's bringing out the ball. Cordy throws it to the wing. Guy's not even looking, and the thing sails out of bounds. The game's over because he wasn't even ready to catch it. So don't throw it. Uh, and – uh, you know, if those post players aren't doing a good job of going to get the ball, they may not get it as much because, uh, uh, you know, they don't want to turn the ball over. Thank you, guys. Thank you, you Jeff. Thanks for the call. Bob, thank you for reminding everybody and Lemansky. Yes, hit the like button. does help the show. And a um, couple things here in the chat before we finish this thing off. Cyanide uh, Gamer says, can we all agree it's a rebuilding year for the men? The upperclassmen are just too inconsistent to rely on this year. Well, time will tell, right? Yeah, uh, jury's out. I don't I think there's a question. The jury's out. I mean, guys like uh, Tony and Patrick have got to play better. Uh, Tony showed some signs today. It's, he had seven assists and only one turnover. He had many he's had some turnover problems, so he handled the ball a lot better today. Patrick has struggled. Hopefully he'll get it going, um, but you get, you're, you're usually only as good as your upperclassmen. How do you get Desante? I know Desante is just a, a second year guy. How do you get him going? His decision making is is really quiet. He, he takes the ball into spots that you just uh oh, um, and that's you know that's film work. That's getting experience. It's um, it's a little scary because some cases you just have a knack, and sometimes you don't. But he. Um, he has some turnovers where it's just it's just bad decisions. But he doesn't turn the ball over that much, Gary. I mean, just talk well, about Well, just him. today, I, today I, I saw a couple that kind of went, whoa. Um, and maybe it didn't end up in a turnover, but it was close. Um, he just looks like he's, he you know, he's not under control and, and reading things. And, you know, clearly it looks like he's a little, you know, a little disjointed. Hink, thanks for uh, making your picks. Uh, hopefully you join the ESPN Voice of College Football group over with our friends at uh, with Mark Rogers and company. Um, and he adds, uh, I'd be happy with, uh, or I'd like to know more about the Philbin rumor. Yes, uh, I was going to address that uh, last night, and it was late by the time I, I had a chance to do that, and I, I just didn't. Um, I'll just sum my comments on the whole Philbin thing up by saying the rumor or the report, whatever you want to call it, call it, that was out there, and I think it had since been debunked by other people in the media. I can confirm that that was not true as well. 
So uh, Joe Philbin has not been offered the job. Um, probably will end up addressing this either tomorrow or or Monday, probably tomorrow. So um, keep a lookout for that video. Eric, uh, who is the best option for OC from the names we have heard? Not Philbin, right? So we've, we have completely uh, switched gears into a football show, Gary. That's okay. I mean, I think that, that you've got options there, right, Eric? Uh, I don't think Philbin's a bad choice. I know um, I can just say this because I think Don would be comfortable with me repeating this. Don Patterson has a lot of respect for Joe Philbin, and I trust Don Patterson. That's one thing. Uh, Joe Philbin has head coaching experience. You know, he won a Super Bowl with the Packers as their offensive coordinator. Um, you know, he's been a part of the Iowa staff. He understands offensive line. I would have questions about who's coaching quarterbacks. Would that be Bud Meyer? And what's that look like if Philbin gets hired? Does Bud Meyer then get elevated? And if that happens, who leaves? Because they can't have, you know, you, you can only have so many assistants on the staff. So those are all question marks. The other names that are out there, I mean, I won't mention those names right now, but people know those names. I think Kirk has got options. Let's just say that. I know Kirk has options. And this is a more attractive the jo- job than some people want to make it out to be. Uh, Matt says, uh, my buddy said to look out for Maryland Bar- Baltimore County because of their big win as the first 16 seed to win in the dance. Yes, beat Virginia. Remember that a few years ago, Gary? So do. you never know. Do they have the? I- I'm assuming their coaches since moved on. Do you know anything about their? I have no coach? idea. I know they're in Baltimore. That's all I know. Yep. <laughs> Uh, through my eyes, I had the opportunity to meet coach Phil Parker the day he won the Broyles award down here in little rock, got to talk some football with him was a highlight of, of uh, my year, a great guy and uh, happy to well be experience. Well-deserved. Yeah. What, what a, what a, a series of you, not just this year. He, he's deserved that award for a number of seasons. Um, Very cool. good question here from Jason, uh, for you, Gary, he says, at what point does a coach say, don't shoot unless you have a good fundamental setup? both in the women and the men's teams, when they aren't shooting well, it seems that they are out of balance on their landing. There's a lot of truth to that. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into good shooting of being properly um, set up. Uh, you know, all the things you talk about in shooting in terms of hand placement and feet set and going straight up and not floating and twisting. And if you're doing all those things, it's like you're shooting in a moving basket. And then you watch the real good shooters. They're pretty much straight up and down and they got very little wasted motion in their shot. And, and so a lot of times you got to, you got you to tell players that you, you're not shooting bad. You're just shooting bad shots. And if you can, let's, let's, let's uh, take a look at these shots. And, you know, there's one shot where you're off balance another shot where that guy's got a hand right in your face. Those are low percentage shots. So uh, now if you're wide open and missing them, then that's another, that's another deal. Uh, but um, yeah, you got to keep, I know a lot of times we would show clips of, of bad shots, whether they were heavily contested, whether they were taking you know, a bad time in terms of the shot clock, somebody else was more open and you're shooting, um, or twisting, floating, you know, gyrating shots that are lower percentage. So, um, yeah, you got to keep working on it. Hawkeye Howard, uh, plan on having a, a hangout, uh, here on YouTube Probably in the next, uh, well, first of all, we'll have a, a live, uh, our marathon live stream. This will be the third year of doing the uh, signing day stream. So Wednesday is national signing day. So mm. I'll need to, I'll need some coffee that morning. Um, but uh, Hawkeye Howard, hope you can be there for that. I know it's kind of partially during the workday for a lot of people, but a big day. And last year at this time, Gary, 
Well, on signing day, we were talking about a loss for the men to Eastern Illinois at home. There you go. At least we don't have that to talk about. That could have easily been the case today against a bad team in Florida A&M. And Iowa did, which you can't criticize a team for doing what they're supposed to do. You know, when that um, caller talks about shooting, there's no greater example of that than Kayla Clark. I mean, her fundamentals in terms of shooting are off the chart. So it's no surprise that, I mean, obviously she's talented. I mean, there's no question about that. But, boy, you look at her fundamentals, and her shot doesn't change much, if anything at all. It's consistently the same way, and that's one of the reasons why she's so terrific at that. Are there exceptions to the rule on that? Like some of the greats in the NBA that can get away with either poor fundamentals or not cons- inconsistent fundamentals. Like the reason I ask that question is Don always brings up Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback that violates so many of the fundamental rules of being a quarterback, but he gets away with it because he's just special. Is there anybody that you can think of in basketball? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's there's examples of, of of shooters that you know if I were if I were doing a tape on them, I wouldn't have them demonstrate. But they've shot so many shots. Uh, that they've become really good at it, and that's 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 a part of it too. Um, you know, the, the repetition and the and uh, things like that. So, oh yeah, there's, there's there's certainly examples of that. And how about this? Felt says that uh, adjusted defense <laughs> went from 168 to 144, all because of this game. How about that, Gary? What's adjusted defense? I don't know what that is. It's, yeah, well, I don't. Ken Palm ranks uh, the defense. By something the defensive efficiency he's got his own metric that's adjusted i don't i'd have to go on there and read how he does that but mm-hmm. it's adjusted somehow well what's a good what's a good adjusted defensive number well <laughs> i mean uh, I, I think i've read that uh, no team has ever made I, I could be wrong on this i'm sure somebody will correct me i think i've read that so no team has ever made the final four with at least a without a top 50 adjusted defensive efficiency rating so, I mean, oh, so that's that's their 144th in the country. That's what that is. I correct. I correct. That's bad. That 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 is bad. I mean, and and that's well, we're going in the right. We're going in the right direction. We jump twenty. We jump twenty four spots. Let's see. We can schedule Florida A and M, Alabama A and M. What are the other A and M's out there, Gary? Uh, besides Texas, the only one's Texas. Yeah, A&M. that's a good question. Alabama, Florida. We named some of the other ones earlier, and uh, there's North Carolina A and T. I don't know what A and T. What does A&T stand for? Uh, probably arts and technology, maybe. Okay. They, they sound vulnerable. Let's get them on the schedule. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah. Uh, so anyways. All right, folks. Um, one final plug for our sponsors before we log off here. RTI Threads talked about them again, and uh, they'll be sticking with us through basketball season. Visit CD3 Laces Up to support Cooper DeGene's apparel line, and no decision has uh, yet been announced on that front. I urge people to stay locked in because a decision on that looms. CD3LacesUp.com to check out his apparel line. CD3LacesUp.com and Aaron Graves, Carson Shire, Aiden Hall, Zach Lutmer. Those guys will all be back next year. Check out their apparel and merch lines at RTIThreads.com. And uh, also want to thank Ascent Nutrition. I saw that uh, earlier in the uh, comment section we had uh hawkeye howard bring up ascent and their coffee i might need some of their coffee on signing day to get through that marathon stream but check out their website go ascentnutrition.com they've got their lion's mane mushroom uh, powder which is uh, being shown to support memory focus mental clarity uh, boost your immune system function you can browse all the wonderful benefits 
of uh, building your health through Ascent Nutrition and their awesome products. Again, right now we're featuring the Lion's Mane Mushroom and their Agaricon Mushroom, but they got some new products out right now as well, folks. Read all about them. Visit GoAscentNutrition.com. How about this light, uh, excuse me, red light therapy wristband? If you don't know about red light therapy, read all about it. Visit GoAscentNutrition.com and start your ascent today. I better get some of that mushroom stuff. Yeah, you need to, I got some help, right help here. my memory a little bit. <laughs> right here. I need, <laughs> we all need better memory. So uh, um, anyways, am I missing anything, Gary? Uh, it's been a pleasure as always. I get to see you a lot less during the, the month of December because, well, I don't really see you much in November because you're gallivanting around the country. And then I don't see you much in December because there's not much basketball. So um, we've got NFL action over the next few Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays. We've got... Uh, plenty of bowl games to watch. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. We can watch uh, the. Uh, I don't watch Mayo. those bowl games till they get farther down the road. Okay. Well, you and I are different in that regard, yep. but you'll be watching lots of college basketball. I watch college basketball. I, I ain't gotten into the NBA a little bit more than normal. I, I've enjoyed that with watching with my son. He's a big NBA fan, so he's kind of drugged me along. And DirecTV gave me free NBA pass. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. They've got that deal. Okay. No, it's no deal. They said I'm a loyal customer, and they gave me free NBA pass. I get to watch all these games for nothing. It's unbelievable. Well, you're, you're giving them three hundred dollars a month. I'd give you free NBA pass too. If you- <laughs> yeah, I might get three hundred, but it's it's two hundred. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you watch? Have you watched the Mavs at all? I've watched the Mavs a little bit. I'm I'm a Sixers fan, so I watched that. And there's a there's a former Iowa guy, Nick Nurse, doing an unbelievable job. They are a totally different team. I mean, they are so well coached, and he's done an amazing job. Um, and uh, so I've watched them. My son's a big fan there too. But we watch the Hawkeyes, former players, and the that are still playing, uh, Keegan, and and uh, so it's been fun. Boy, Keegan is a uh, he, he's uh, he's going to be special one. He's he a real deal. Yeah, he's a real deal. But he's proven himself in the league. All right, folks. Uh, Iowa, the men defeating Florida AM this evening, 88 to 52. And the Iowa women behind a big performance from none other than Caitlin Clark, defeating Cleveland State 104 to 75 down at the well. Good day to be a Hawkeye. Uh, I'll be back with you on Wednesday for a live stream for signing day. We've also got a Wednesday evening game. So, of course, stick around for that. Uh, Maryland, Baltimore County, and the Hawks. Stay tuned for more information on programming. I'll have content for everybody basically every day. Um, if you missed the uh, video I published here a few hours ago with Jimmy about Jimmy Sullivan, the uh, three-star 2025 quarterback that's recently committed to join the Black and Gold, check that out. We'll be talking about Nick DeYoung tomorrow. He's announced that he's coming back for another year. It's been met with uh, some wide array of reception as far as an offensive lineman taking up a scholarship. We can talk about that. And uh, we'll also got a, an interview with a future Hawkeye going to be published here in a couple of days as well. Coach, thank you for being here. You're it's a busy always- man. Uh, well, you, you, I, I'm, I'm not as busy as you are. Uh, oh, you- yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you've been busy your whole life, so you enjoy retirement. And um, I am. Thank you. We'll, we'll try to, we'll try to keep you working a little bit on this show. But uh, all right, all right. We'll, we'll plan on talking to you next time. For Coach Gary Close and Corey Hawkeye of the Storm, have a great night, folks, and enjoy your weekend.